It is January 14th in the year 2022. And you know, the more I say it, the weirder it sounds. It's 2022. Why am I so low on the screen? There we go. Uh, we are living in the future, folks. And this is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast Friday Night Edition. Smackdown, Rampage, Things Happened, Wrestling, Feuds, Promos, Stories, Concluded, No, Built, Sure, Continued, Definitely, and here we are to talk about it all. Uh, I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Alfred Kanawa and NYC Demon Diva Issa, who we had that epic birthday stream. I'm still still thinking about the birthday stream from earlier in the week. And uh, we're here tonight to, to be your Friday night date in the world of wrestling. Welcome. We're taking you to Applebee's. Yeah, send in a text. <laughs> what you doing? Want to talk WYD chat. You up? <laughs> you up? Because I got theories. I got I got theories about Lita versus Charlotte and where this is all going to build. Oh, I, I want to like talk that. about what's happening with the Dark Order. <laughs> How every time now I see Christian, I feel bad for Marco Stunt. Yeah, he really went there, huh? He went Unfortunately. there. Unfortunately, like pray for Marco Stunt. Like at least in kayfabe, make it seem. I know Christian has a career, but at least in kayfabe, make it seem like like Christian's like the Stefan Arkell version of Marco Stunt or something. You know, he stepped into a machine and out came Christian. <laughs> that wouldn't be too bad. <laughs> no, it wouldn't actually. No, it wouldn't. Yeah. I was thinking about it tonight when Jurassic Express got their win. And I was like, remember, like, Luchasaurus used to give him piggyback rides. Like, it was adorable. Yeah, you can't do that with Christian. I mean, I'm sure they could, but it would look <laughs> ridiculous. They should 100% do that with Christian. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. With the kazoo. Definitely. Christian has to have the kazoo in his mouth, too. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's uh, talk about the news before we dive into the wrestling. Let's get into the news. Very encouraging, if not a little bizarre news. John Moxley is making his in-ring return, but not with AEW. He is returning to GCW to defend the yes. GCW championship where he is the heavyweight champion on January 23rd, which is shaping up to be a very, very good card. He's facing Homicide, the legendary Homicide on January 23rd at GCW. So Moxley looks like he's testing the waters a little bit, maybe um, going to an independent promotion to, you know, maybe knock off the ring rust or whatnot. But uh, I did find that a little, a little odd that he's not going right back in AEW. But if you think about it, given what he's gone through, I think the last thing he should do uh, in terms of coming back is coming back and going on the road immediately. Maybe this is just him easing his way back into wrestling, Issa. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's awesome news that he's coming back and he's going to be GCW. It's going to give him such a hype. And, and I think a lot of people are going to tune into this show because it is, like you said, an excellent card. And a lot of people are hyped up for it. But now you add John, John Moxley to the to the card, which we haven't seen in so long. So many people supporting him and the journey that he's on right now. I think I think it's a winning combination. Let's see what he looks like and then let him slowly come back to AW when he's ready for it. AW right now has their playful. They have a couple of good storylines. So if Mark needs a little extra time, that's okay. Yeah. I think it'll be good to see him back. It's weird yeah. seeing him back in those shield clips tonight on WWE. Yeah, yeah that's, it's weird because like I was thinking about him because they showed him there. And then this story came out a little bit after. And so it's like, you know, it's all coming I together. I was wondering if they were going to like Photoshop him off the shield clips for the video packages. Me too. But some of them seem like they went out of their way to show him. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Maybe, you know, Royal Rumble coming up. You yeah, know, Forbidden Door. I mean, <laughs> just saying. He's out Probably here still not 
Probably not happening. <laughs> well, uh, what might be happening, Glenn, is a name change to the Elimination Chamber. Per Dave Meltzer, the Elimination Chamber could be called the WrestleMania Chamber. Do you think that's a good idea, Glenn? Why don't they just call it the Wrestle Chamber or the Mania Chamber, the Chamber of Mania? <laughs> But WrestleMania Chamber is terrible. I mean, Elimination Chamber is a bad name for reasons we're not going to get into. But <laughs> WrestleMania Chamber sounds dumb. It's like taking a bad name and making it worse. You know, uh, why not Elimination Zone? Elimination, what, what are some synonyms for Chamber? Why are they stuck on Chamber? You know? Isn't that a weird, like, cha- you don't hear chamber. Oh, here we go. How about the Elimination Boudoir? Eh? Think about that. <laughs> elimination <laughs> Hall. Elimination Auditorium. Okay, that's a, that's a little mouthy, you know, but I think I think we could do better. You know, I like the Elimination Hall, actually, or the Elimination Room. Uh, but yeah, I, I think, uh, actually, Boudoir. The Elimination Boudoir, WWE there, I solved your problems. I'm thinking you could beat that. Issa, I saw your face palm. You hate this idea, too? Yes, I should have read the news. You sent the email and I didn't click. I wish I was prepared for this, but I am not. Took me back to WrestleMania Backlash. Remember the stupid pay-per-view WrestleMania Backlash? Like, stop putting WrestleMania in front of everything. But then again, we do know the location of the Elimination Chamber and they like to make believe pay-per-views for them. So they're going to go over there and be like, look, we're going to give you this WrestleMania Chamber. But if, if the Elimination Chamber name is now available, I would love to have it for a horror film. So, great. <laughs> the Elimination <laughs> Cubicle. I mean, I think there's a lot we could do. I like the Elimination <laughs> Cubicle. There you go. And then they fight in their street clothes at work. Yeah, or they can even make it the Elimination Cube if Cubicle is a little too cutesy. Elimination Cube. And it, yeah, I mean, we could do a lot with this. We could do a lot with this. I think it would work. This does remind me of the WrestleMania backlash idea, though, that they're just trying to take it's the name so WrestleMania. Bad probably for Google searches or for whatever, so that they can add it to something else. But yeah, WrestleMania Chamber is just a mouthful and uh, Boudoir is just a better, I think that's better. It it sounds classy, which I think is sorely lacking from WWE programming and (laughs) pay-per-views. Well, somebody else who's lacking, Glenn, you've just been saying things that are very easy to transition to. It's like we've practiced this. Something else that is lacking, Glenn, is uh, Bailey from WWE TV over the past several months, but now there are rumors that, of course, she's going to come back. A lot of people expecting her back for the Royal Rumble, but according to Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, she will probably be back in February or March. Do you still think, because, Glenn, you did say that Bailey would probably win the Royal Rumble as a surprise, and I am actually on board with that, and I'm still going to stick to that. Are you still sticking to your guns with Bailey winning the Royal Rumble? If the story came out from WWE saying she's expected back in February or March, if they leaked this like they do Fast Nationals, you know, and Vince is furiously texting people, mark my word, she is at the Royal Rumble. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts. This is a misdirect. It's a shiny object. You think, oh, well, she couldn't be there. She's not going to be cleared in February or March. You stupid Mark. This is what they're doing to pop you because they don't want you to think she's going to show up, but she's going to show up. I wouldn't know anything about the Fast Nationals, but I hear they come from the streets. Issa, do you think Bailey's going to be at the Royal Rumble? I would love to see Bailey at the Royal Rumble, but I also want to see her healthy. I do think that up to recently we could still see her with the brace or walking with the support. So, But you never know if they're just extending that just so she's fully healthy. I just hear myself. Sorry. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> like, Bailey... Bailey- 
<laughs> I was echoing, like literally echoing. I'm sorry. I was going <laughs> to say, I-, I would love to see Bailey win the Rumble because I think that's the one thing that she hasn't done. She's done everything else, money in the bank, all of the titles. So just adding the Royal Rumble just to tie up that bow, that would be amazing for her. Have Bailey come to the ring on a rascal scooter, go in there, and she doesn't have to take any bumps. You know, just have her uh, toss some women out and she wins. And I'm t- Rascal Scooter, that's a gimmick. I mean, Enzo made that work in NXT. I think Bailey could get that massively over. Glenn, do you have some ice cream tonight? I did not. Why? I'm just wondering, because you have some wild ideas, so I just... <laughs> <laughs> I had uh, vegan Chinese food tonight. I had vegan Mongolian beef. It was lovely. It was not too spicy. It was... Uh... It's a good evening as I sat on Twitter doing some mental math about uh, a big event happening tomorrow that I'm really looking forward to. Wow. Me too. Oh, okay. I think I know what you're talking we won't about. talk about it. We won't talk about it. No, we don't have to talk about it. We'll stay on brand. Uh, but <laughs> but Bailey, uh, you do bring up a good point, Glenn, in that if she's injured, okay, so if she's planning to come back in February, I don't want to like rush her back. She knows her body and WWE, the doctors will know her body and stuff like that. But the Royal Rumble can disguise an injury, just like a tag team match where you hide somebody when they're not quite ready to come back. You could be very limited in a Royal Rumble, maybe still injured and still win it, come in at the end, like you said, which would be the move anyway if she was fully healthy. So, yeah, I hope she comes back in Jane for the Royal Rumble. But if not, and by the way, if, if she doesn't come back at the Rumble, it's because they have another plan for her. And I could see her coming back the night after the Rumble. I could see her sure. coming back and getting immediately into an angle with any of the top women stars. If the plan for Bailey is to not win the Rumble or if she's not ready, then there's still a champion that will not be picked, right? The, the Royal Rumble winner is going to pick the Raw or SmackDown champion. You still have room for Bailey later on. Yeah. Maybe she can come back at the Elimination Boardwalk. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Which, if pay per views were actually still on pay per view, if I'm, you know, a, a premium man, live events, Glenn, premium, yes. premium live well, events. Well, if I'm a younger man and I'm scrolling, you know, the cable guide and I see what's on channel, you know, 966, ooh, the Elimination Boudoir. That sounds, that sounds titillating. I'm going to flip to that and try and watch some blurred uh, pay-per-view, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's a, that's the way that will get the kids back into it. The younger audience and the teens, that's how they're going to get back to us. <laughs> Kids these days you can probably the pain. get you can probably get your date to watch wrestling if you'd be like, would you like to watch the elimination board wall? Your date is like, ooh, yes, and then <laughs> and then you turn on wrestling and they're like, what the hell, man? Yeah. <laughs> okay, is this I've a woman in a cage? I've got a new idea. We need professional. Re- we need softcore professional wrestling. Now, don't put your head. Th- don't go thinking what you're thinking. I'm talking. It's we less got, violent. We got rampage, Glenn. Yeah, we got softcore. It's a, it's just a little less violent, a little less explicit, and it's purposefully right. made for couples to enjoy together to enhance their their evening. SPW softcore professional wrestling. Very interesting. If it's made for couple. <laughs> it was made for couples. I think there's another <laughs> word for it that I accidentally said, but uh, let's get to <laughs> our final story of the night. Uh, we're talking about Bailey and uh, and whatnot, people coming back. It looks like tentative WrestleMania plans have been set. Now, these, of course, can always change. We're a few months out for WrestleMania, but the original plans were Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, of course, but for the Universal title. 
Seth Rollins defending the WWE title against either Big E, Bobby Lashley, or Kevin Owens. On the women's side, Sasha Banks versus Charlotte Flair, although that seems like it could change because Sasha is going to be out for six to nine weeks, it looks like, mm. with that injury. And then Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch seems pretty solid. It seems like, you know, watching Raw, you can see they're building that direction sure. uh, for WrestleMania long term. But uh, what do you guys think about the possibility? Because this actually came up on your birthday stream, Issa, of Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, but it's not going to be title for title. Are you down with Are you okay with that? I just want them away from each other. I want them to be friends. I don't want them to fight anymore. <laughs> so, like, Paul Heyman manages them both, and they go for the tag team gold. That's, that's you think, the... Uh... Oh, against the Usos. Come on now. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, that would actually be good. <laughs> Listen, I mean, I, I kind of knew that's the direction that they were going. I, I don't know. With Roman coming back, Five days later from COVID, it almost feels unnecessary to have had Brock win the WWE title, mm -hmm. right? Yes. That's, that's just my opinion. It's just like Roman was back a week later. Why not give Brock an exhibition match that night for the fans and keep the plans going the way they should have? Now it feels like we got to take some detours that we didn't need to take because this wasn't a long-term thing. It's like, <laughs> like creating an interim belt when Cody Rhodes is coming back next week. Like, I don't yeah. understand why we're going out of the way where we can just say, hey, this person got COVID. Sorry. I feel like we've been dealing with this long enough that people would understand. Plus, it's a fatal five way. You could have easily, especially if the plan was to go to Brock versus Bobby, you could have done that without the title yeah. and have them killing yes. each other. And the story is they eliminated each other from the that plan. match. But that wasn't the plan. The plan was Brock and Roman to continue. You know what I mean? Brock was never a part of that. That you could have done what they were doing, which was Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens completely taking him out. Bobby actually taking him out. You would have bought that if all four guys ganged up on Brock and then they go and finish their match. You know what I mean? So it just feels like if that was the direction, nothing really needed to change. Yeah. You could have either wrote him off the match by having everybody gang up on him or somebody sneak the pin while he's out you know, getting beat up. I don't know. I just, it just feels like a lot of unnecessary changes are being made when people are not really out for that long. Yeah. They need to blow some things up at the Royal Rumble and make these storylines seem fresh and interesting because right now uh, there were some good moments tonight on SmackDown, but I feel like we're just like, we've gone from sameness to like subpar sameness in some yeah, ways. I don't know. I, I mean, I just feel that a lot is missing, but I am thinking that uh, the, you know, back to, to a previous topic that people like to talk about being the hardcore champion. I think the softcore champion is a gimmick and a half. You know, let's get <laughs> Dolph Ziggler like in a Rick Rude type gimmick. And he could say like, you know, some of these guys work strong. I work soft <laughs> with a gentle touch. His secret weapon is a pillow. Yes. The softcore champion. This this writes itself. Let's go. This is ratings. Uh, Wendy Shoe will be your first women's champion. Ah, yeah. Doesn't get any softcore than that. <laughs> you can bring back that crash pad we saw later uh, earlier tonight. And uh, insane, baby. <laughs> yes. Uh, any other news oh stories? My God. No other news stories. Okay, uh, I got one of the super chat to get to after the stellar Justin Lopez 499. My man Justin, you read those names, and there's no title match with Seth that's interesting right now, or is Agreed. WrestleMania worthy? Just do Roman and Brock title for title. I, I worry about them unifying because look at Rampage tonight. Now, I understand that the Friday night best friends, Adam Cole, 
an undisputed era storyline like that's just not a friday thing right they're wrestling on wednesdays also like we're seeing the same matches and storylines wednesdays and fridays if we unify yeah. titles it's going back to that in wwe and that will make things even worse Sure. And I don't think it has to be a title unification scenario. It could be title for title. And then for maybe a couple of months, somebody has both titles and then they get beat for one of them or whatnot. But the fact that they have Brock and Roman and they're both champions right now, so close to WrestleMania, that is a money match. You know, as in I think all the times we've seen Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, this is one of the things that'll make it different. In addition to, of course, Roman being a new character, Brock being a new character, you put the titles in there, it feels like a WrestleMania main event. And to just do this kind of like East was saying earlier and then kind of backtrack, I think is very sloppy of them. Yeah, when Becky Lynch won the two belts, she lost the one um, right immediately at the next pay-per-view. Keith Lee in NXT won the two belts, he relinquished one. So there are ways that we can play around and if we want to make this a title versus title. Yeah. Or we have one champion that goes between two shows for a while. Yeah. That could be interesting. I mean, we- Roman Reigns on Mondays and Fridays. <laughs> Please. They're going to need him this Monday when they're going up against a playoff game. Yeah. Uh, Terry Allen Jr., 276. Any Shad Gaspard memories? Love their theme song. Yeah, I mean, I thought Shad Gaspard was very talented in terms of, like, a, like a big man when they were with uh, – Crime Time as a team, I know people have the reservations, and, you know, it does not age well, and it's not necessarily a great way to present black people on TV. I, You know, you've heard it all. But they're a very entertaining tag team. And their promos were really good, too. They are kind of like a prelude to the type of promos we see from the Usos in the New Day, where it's like this mixture between hip-hop and talking. Yeah. Uh, I think they kind of revolutionized that. So I thought they were, a, they were a very fun act to watch. And they got over. If you watch primetime matches back, they definitely got over with crowds. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, did. I, de- I definitely loved the video that roamed around the internet of him and MVP watching Kofi Kingston win the WWE title. I know that's not a memory of him in the ring, but just seeing how much that moment meant to them, it was just very special. Yeah. Um, I have to say, I mean, one of the most moving moments on this podcast uh, was Matt Morgan eulogizing uh, Shad after uh, he passed away. God, I can't believe it's already been so long, almost two years now. And uh, if you've never seen that episode, I mean, Matt had some great stories and it was just, it was so touching, just uh, his memories. So yeah, I mean, that's that's what I always think of that really uh, changed my perception. It's definitely been the prevailing thought. Um, we got Steve Marcuccielli, 499. Any chance Jericho or Tessa Blanchard work the rumble? I guess, my question to you, Alfred, which one of those is less likely? That, that's a good question. I think Tessa Blanchard is actually less likely, to be honest. Like, I really do think there is a universe where Chris Jericho shows up at the Royal Rumble. If this forbidden door talk, Me too. I don't think they're going to go for like, you know, Tessa Blanchard could be likely because of how thin the women are, but they've already announced 20 of them, and I see a very limited amount of surprises. But I'm not saying Tessa Blanchard is not likely. I still actually think she's likely to appear in the Royal Rumble. But Really? I could see Chris Jericho. You know, there's a lot that surrounds Tessa Blanchard, as we know, that maybe WWE wouldn't want to be involved with because they don't like any type of drama or anything. And I could just see, you know, just because we saw the president with the Broken Skull sessions where he appeared on that podcast. Uh, who knows? It's, it's, again, highly unlikely probably, but the whole universe is open for this Royal Rumble. I think anybody except an MLW superstar will appear in the Royal Rumble. And the whole, almost the whole wrestling universe is open to me. Okay, but the real question is, if Jericho shows up, do you want to hear Break the Walls Down 
or would you like him to show up using Judas? I think I think Break the Walls Down, because we hear Judas every week now, and I think Break the Walls Down will be nostalgic, and it would just take us back to why to... I think it would be epic if he shows up with his old song. What do you guys think? Yeah, I agree. I think it should be Y2J break the walls down. If you're in the yes. WWE arena, yeah, AEW is hot and stuff like that. But in the WWE crowd with an arena that big, a lot of them are not going to know Judas. They're just, really? they're just not. I, I think they will. There's going to be hardcore fans and hardcore fans predominantly watch the product. But in terms of attending these live events, it's a lot of families. It's a lot of people who do watch WWE. And I would say you, you would get a pop for Judas. And I think more people than not would know Judas. But the Y2J song would produce a pop from the entire arena. And I think that's what WWE would go for. Hear me out. We, <laughs> the lights go off. We get the countdown. We see the jacket shining. But we get another play out by NJF. Like he did an all out. And it's NJF who shows up at the Rumble, who has been talking about WWE wanting him. I, if, if there's a forbidden door to be knocked down, I get that nostalgia is a beautiful thing. I would love to see somebody that we have never seen in WWE. No Daniel Bryan, no CM Punk. I want to see MJF, Adam Page. Like, if you're going to do it, let's go all in with it. Yeah, I, but I think I think the thing with Mickey James, though, happens because they don't see Impact as even an afterthought of competition anymore. You know, I think that they see Impact maybe like a better version of the deal they had with, what was it, Evolve? Um yeah. Is this still going on, by the way? I feel like that was going, and then the pandemic happened, and then we never heard anything about that again. They might be on hiatus, but I, did, I thought they were having a show, but I'm not sure now. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I could see 205 Live. That's the thing. I mean... No, they're not, two, they're not around. Yeah. 205 Live, I could see becoming, you know... I mean, we talked about this. I think they could do something with Impact. They could do something with Evolve. They could do something with NWA, even. But, um, yeah, I don't think with AEW. I mean, like, come on. Like there, I don't think there's even going to be the the spirit of friendly competition. It just makes no sense at this point. Yeah, I mean, if you're Tony Khan, it's, it's something that yeah, if WWE comes and asks, and you work out a deal or whatnot. I mean, it'd be great press for AEW if they are willing to mention that on their television. But I mean, I don't expect it to happen. But, you know, Russell Wilson did say that they are considering having a forbidden door entrant, and that could be one of a number of names. And that can mean a lot of things. You know, it doesn't necessarily just mean AEW. But uh, No, it means Braun Strowman or someone that's at Impact that basically WWE wants to work with again, but at a greatly reduced rate. Right. I could see that. It could be something like that. I mean, I think it's going to be like when they brought Ellsworth back or whatever, you know? I mean, it's. I think they're going to – I don't think it's going to be as groundbreaking as AEW. I just don't. Um, so I guess we should cover the shows. Wait, don't kill the huh? moment, Glenn. We were having fun. <laughs> fantasy no, I, see, I, save, there. Not, I save all my crazy speculation for our other podcast now. <laughs> yeah, we won't talk about it. We'll stay on. We we'll stay on brand. It's yeah, it's not nothing things. to do with the color yellow. Tomorrow <laughs> night, either. Tomorrow night, one a.m. Eastern, <laughs> ten p.m. Pacific. Yes. We're live on YouTube talking about the finale. Alfred, yes. will you be? Will you be joining us for the live? I will reaction? jump on. I will jump on. I will be cool. joining you. Yes. And then Sunday, uh, okay. we're doing full coverage of the finale. So it's it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yes, we are. Looking to it. Uh, okay. So tonight. I have a cute dress. I have a cute dress for the 1 a.m. show. Hey. Okay, that's all. Awesome. <laughs> so we're in Omaha, Nebraska tonight. Omaha, acknowledge me. <laughs> <laughs> Usos. 
cutting this promo uh, on New Day, the tag division. Uh, we have Los Lotharios come out. We have the Viking Raiders come out. We have Mansoor um, and uh, uh, Cesaro come out. We have Jinder and Shanky. Uh, Alfred, what did you think of the Usos promo tonight? I thought the Usos were good, not only for their promos, but on commentary, they're great too. Them and Pat McAfee have a lot of chemistry together. I think they, uh, they did a good job. Especially because there were so many people in the booth who figured that they would step all over each other. But uh, I, I liked the Usos tonight. And uh, it's funny because we were talking about this fantasy booking scenario of Brock and Roman versus Usos. And I think that's exactly what the Usos could use. Because it feels like they you know, they kept running it back with the New Day. And now they're finally building a new challenger in the Viking Raiders. But the Usos feel like they've cleaned out this division. They feel like really dominant champions where... I can't really get up for many of their matches because it doesn't have that blockbuster quality. So Viking Raiders, you know, I guess it's good, but we just saw them losing to Madcap Moss and Happy Corbin last week, I believe. So um, the match was fine. Uh, I, I like the tease <laughs> of what was it? The the Cesaro swing on Ivar. He like he was gonna pull it off. I thought that was gonna be a, the best part. Yeah, of he that. wasn't gonna pull it off. They 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 killed that because he was not gonna be able to pull it off. I thought he might have been able to, and they didn't. Let he could have pulled it off. How much do you think Ivar weighs? Like he's picked up some heavy dudes on that. He could have pulled, pulled his back doing yeah. that. Gravity was not. You saw him like leaning back to go to the replay. There, it's like no offense to my heavyset brethren, but Cesaro was going to be out of action with a herniated disc if he had done that swing. I, 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 I believe in Cesaro. I believe in Cesaro. He was gonna pull it off. I thought this was a. I thought this was an odd choice to start the show, just because yes. the tag team division just hasn't felt hot. Because you've been obviously, like Alfred said, running the new days and the Usos to the ground, to where the tag team division doesn't feel like it even matters on SmackDown. So to to get people's attention and to keep them tuned in, I really did think this was a weird start to the show. I, I thought there was other things that they could start, and this felt more middle of the show material. That yeah. being said, it's good to see them trying to move away from the new days and the Usos and maybe start building different things because I'm, I'm hoping that they realize that they can't do that match again for a while. Yeah. We'll see. Not a good showing for Shanky either. I felt like it was, I don't think it was a fault of his, but this is a monster and he was bumping all over the place and they didn't really promote him as this big monster where he tagged in and he's just this dominant guy. He's just, he just felt like a, like do a you... five foot 10 person in a seven foot body. Do you think Shanky knows where Veer went? Because he's no longer coming. <laughs> Shanky will never have a good showing as long as they're referring to him as Shanky. That's just not... <laughs> like. What do you think about when you hear the word Shanky? Glenn, what do you think well, about? It rhymes with Spanky. It rhymes with Stanky. So right there, that's two. That's two what about you, about. Alfred? Do the stinky leg. Do the stinky leg. Hey, very underwear. The GS boys, very underrated wedding song, the stinky leg. So, am I the only one who thinks of prisons and shanks and all that? Sure, sure. Oh, shanky. Okay, yeah. Sure, but okay. Shank, better name. Shaky, better name. Like, if I was in jail, I would name my shank shanky just to be cute. Issa's <laughs> <laughs> got plans. Um, but think about this. You're never going to hear. <laughs> In the main event of WrestleMania, Brock Lesnar versus Shanky. Like, that just, I'm just, and that's how you have to think about it. That sounds ridiculous. That's how you have to think about wrestling names. If you're a wrestler out there, and I know wrestlers watch this show, think about your name being announced 
you know, it was the main event at Madison Square Garden, the main event at WrestleMania. And if it sounds ridiculous, is a bad name. You got to work to change it, clean that up, and get something with some that pops on a marquee. The pops out of what would you name Chanky if you had the opportunity? If you were his business manager and you had the opportunity to rename him, what would you name him? Okay, well, his name is Dilshire Shanky. I mean, uh, Sheer would be good if you wanted to go with that, maybe change the pronunciation. Uh, let's see. Oh, wait, he actually his ring name is uh, Dilshire Shanky, correct? Yeah, so his uh, birth name is uh, Gurvinder Singh uh, Mohotra. He could do more, but with Dilshire, <laughs> that's like, how you should announce it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what they should do what they did with the Rock. Call him the Shank. He's the Shank. The shank. Just the like, shank. like Rocky went from Rocky to the Rock. He can be the Shank, and then yeah. you can do all kinds of stuff with that. Trevor Smith saying the Big Shank. Yeah, the Big Shank go. is pretty bad too because it sounds like Big Skank or Big Stank. Like, really, we gotta like this was chosen. <laughs> This name was chosen. This wasn't like, well, it's his real name and we got to work with it. Well, it was a nickname. We got to work with it. It's like he chose this name. Or WWE yeah, but a chose lot of times name. they also give them like three options and they're all kind of crappy. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times if they can't pick a name, WWE will like put a paper in front of you with like really worse names and he'll be like, I'll just go with Shanky. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so what were the two other names? Was it like Button Willow McKittrick and... Um, <laughs> I don't know, Lamore Hanford. Uh, I'm just naming exits on the five freeway now. But no, like, like, how bad were those other two names that Shanky was like, that's the one? I would love to get a list. I wish every wrestler, when they get released, would release a list of names that they were choosing from. Because sometimes I think that, too, is like, if you went with Shanky, yeah. What did they skip out? And that's what's wrong with all of this. Uh, Shanky, Mr. Shank, I would like to point out that I think you are talented. I think you have a good look. This name is the albatross around your neck that will just match your potential for your entire career in WWE. And I'm sorry. I'm legitimately sorry this was done to you because you deserve better. <laughs> Friend of the show, Heather Boots, wow. says the Shawshanky Redemption. That'd be a fun name. Might, might be a copyright issue, but... Shawshank is a better name. <laughs> oh, I like that, actually. Just, well, just Shawshank. <laughs> we could shorten it to Shaw. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's unfortunate, man. Uh, so we had this match. Viking Raiders won. They're the new number one contenders. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, more character development between Sonya Deville and Naomi tonight. Naomi's outfit was fire. Yeah, looked great. Do we yeah, have to keep I love that this outfit. going three more months until I, Naomi gets to whoop Sonya's ass? Glenn, I know you've been watching wrestling for a long time, so you might have heard this before, but you have to let it play out, man. You have to let it play out. <laughs> it can play out too long. It can play out yeah. too long. They did. They picked this too early, and the fact that we're asking this, I think, is an indictment on the booking of the storyline because they have Sonia and Naomi are very good performers. They've been good in this storyline, but I think they overplayed their hand in beating Naomi to where I feel like they've gone past the point of you really want to see Sonia Deville get beaten up. And now you're starting to just kind of question, like, even tonight, like, Naomi's given another chance. She's like, yes. And it's like, man, by this point, you should be as cynical as possible. Like, no, forget all that. Like, we either have a match or I quit or something drastic. Yeah. 
Tommy should not be this gullible, I don't think. In addition to that, I want to know what did Sonia say? Did she say when I don't have my suit on? But did she mean suit jacket? Because today there seemed to be a gray area. Yeah. So yeah. what, like, if it's just the jacket, then she just needs to have the jacket stolen when, well, when Sonia that, takes it off. And if that's what it comes down to, that's going to be so silly, but I'll take it. But when she came into the room and it was no jacket time, when Sonia had the jacket off, Adam Pierce had the jacket <laughs> off, I thought it was going to be go time. It's and, not no uh, jacket time, it's jacket off time. Jacket off time. <laughs> Don't never forget. That's really not <laughs> call it that ever again. That, um that. That's what they call it, though. Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> I like. I want this match to happen. I want Naomi to get every great thing coming to her, but this does not. Do you need think to be- this goes? Do you think it goes all the way to WrestleMania? Yeah, they're, what they're doing is like splitting The Hobbit into three movies. Like this <laughs> is just ridiculous. We don't need the story dragged out this long. Divergent didn't need part three as two movies. Uh, uh, you know, The Hunger Games didn't need part three as two movies. Harry Potter, maybe it did. Yes, but, it did. Yes, but with the rest of these... You leave was, Hunger Games out of this. You leave Hunger Games out of this. First off, here's my problem with The Hunger Games. Uh, after the second one, there were no Hunger Games anymore. It's the name of the movie. It's the name of the franchise. There was never Hunger Games. Nobody was hungry. People were eating. No, it was the symbolic hum- hunger. It was symbolic. I know. I like, know. I'm looking forward if they do the prequels and go to the past Hunger Games. Now, why did we never get a Hunger Games video game with, like, uh, teenagers murdering each other in Battle World? Yeah, Glenn, like, what makes you think this is a good idea? It'd be like Fortnite, <laughs> but with blood. Um, I don't know. It just seems strange to me. But, uh, no, look, I, not everything needs to be an epic. And you know what this is doing? This is hurting Naomi in the long run because, yes, mm-hmm. she's going to get that payoff. But if we've already lost interest, lost that investment, what worries me is she's not going to go anywhere after she gets that victory over Sonya. If she'd won over Sonya, like at Survivor Series or at any time in the past, and then she used that to launch to something else or a championship uh, opportunity, that would be something. But I have a feeling this is going to just sort of – keep putting along she's going to win and then they're not going to have anything for her and i think that's going to hurt her even more in the long run another thing just to be like opposite side of alfred is like she should either be cynical as in i'm going to kick sonia's ass or i'm going to quit or b why should she care about sonia she's getting a title shot you know what i mean it's just like okay well why would i why why bother with you when i can just go around you and still get to the top of the line you know so i don't know the story just it's not making sense to me i have a feeling they're gonna extend it to wrestlemania like i wouldn't be surprised if if, if naomi's in the rumble and either sonia not entering eliminates her because you know they allow that for some reason yeah or b sonia contracts someone to eliminate her like a Shayna baszler who i don't know we're gonna have to call 911 and report her missing too because i don't know where she's been I think Sonya needs to get uh, uh, Mustafa Ali, the hacker, to get uh, some footage of Sonya saying some things behind closed doors and file a lawsuit against WWE. That should be uh, the Naomi storyline at this point. Naomi, yes, Naomi going after Sonya Deville. That hacker storyline had promised for like a week, man. It yeah, really it did. did. They could have done something with that, but they just they've, yeah, they could have dropped it, really. But if, if they want me to feel sorry for Naomi, they need and to feel that she's being wronged, which is the story, she needs to be winning. WWE is so bad at booking baby faces. She needs to be winning these matches, yet still getting screwed to where I feel like, well, she keeps winning. How come this is happening? 
But otherwise, they just keep beating her. And even though, yeah, it's cheating and whatnot, it's hard to get behind her when she keeps losing. Yeah. Right. Agreed. And it's it's Sonya Deville's got this weird discriminatory vibe um, that I don't know. I mean, they're they're really walking a line with it. But this thing tonight shows up with saying that Naomi shows up with main character vibes when everyone knows she's just an extra. I mean, they they need to explain this. They really need to explain why Sonya has it out for Naomi at this point. Um, because I I mean, it's just it's it's really bad. The way that they're yeah. portraying. and they hinted toward it earlier with the Karen stuff, and yeah, they were going yeah. in that direction, it seemed. But now they've, I think, kind of lost a plot in terms of a central, you know, depth story as to why she's got a problem with Naomi. Yeah, I don't get it, man. Um, so let's talk about Inzane tonight. Insanity. Sammy Zane <laughs> trying to out jackass Johnny Knoxville. Uh, was going to jump a uh, shopping cart over the ring into a target. <laughs> Sami Zayn is legit one of the best comedic actors in all yes. of professional wrestling. Yes, he is. Like you know how we say, like one of the best compliments you can give a WWE performer these days is, "Oh, they take this bad material and they make it good. They actually make it passable." Like he takes bad material and he makes it funny. Like. He takes the yeah. material he gets and he like makes it his own to where you don't even notice that it's bad material. I don't even think it was bad material. I thought it was funny that he was going to do that. And the crowd pretty much came alive for the idea of him going up a ramp in a shopping cart. I wanted to see it. Yeah. There was a moment there that he totally punked me. I really thought he was going for it. Like they pushed <laughs> him all the way to like almost the front of it. And I'm like, I'm like, somebody's saying you're going to get hurt. Like, like, what are you doing? I, I thought the whole thing was gold i hope he came up with the name because insane i i popped for it i was previewing the show on my channel earlier and when i read that i was already excited for this segment because i knew i knew that sammy same was going to just make something out of this i was th i thought we we're gonna get more johnny knoxville action but booze yeah. and nakamura is what ended up happening here again nakamura wearing something super shiny like around his waist which still confuses me but tonight i finally figure it out you can't lose the title if you don't defend it. <laughs> well, you were supposed to in, in, after 30 days, but I guess they just got rid of that. Yeah. Alfred, Alfred, let it play out, man. We'll let it, let play, it out. play out. By the way, how about ravishing Rick <laughs> Boogs tonight? Did you see, he cut his yeah. hair. I hate how they cut his hair. Mm. Me too. I didn't recognize him at first. It took me a second. Like, I, of course, like it. It was a very slight second, but I didn't like it. I didn't like it. It wasn't like Otis bad, but I wasn't feeling it. Yeah. Um, and I think that the Johnny Knoxville thing has made this feel fresh, right? Because the problem is we were getting too much of Boogs and Nakamura and Sammy. And tonight with them attacking, like that worked, but it was really the the stunt stuff that made it so fantastic. Yeah. And you know, also, I want to give them props. For, I'm sorry, Alfred. I no, just want to give them props for the long term storytelling because saying he's still upset about his Intercontinental Championship <laughs> being ripped away from him. And this has been a thing that he's got going on for a long time. Yeah, there's definitely a conspiracy against him. I absolutely loved the royalty free jackass music that they used because they had played the actual music like seconds before. And then when he introduced it, it's like kind of the same music, but it's like, well, it's like this cheap, cheesy music. And it was so funny to, to just watch that. He got that, he got that fiber music. Yeah, yeah he did. <laughs> <laughs> he got that remix. The $5 yes. remix. 
Hey, hey man, I, I got some music uh, made on Fiverr. I wanted a version of a song that was only heard briefly on a sitcom in the 80s, my beloved uh, It's Your Move with Jason Bateman. And I wanted this heavy metal song. So I went on Fiverr and for like 40 bucks, somebody did a fantastic version of it. I'm like, oh, now I can actually listen to this. This is great. I had a guy make me a song on Fiverr for my YouTube channel, and it is fire. Like, he did such a good job. Yeah. It's shocking. Shout out right? to the artists in, in Fiverr. Shout Absolutely. Out to yeah, I wasn't Fiverr's trying to, like, thing. slam them. No, I mean, we went, we got a, our cover art for our other podcast. I mean, we had the idea and laid it out, but they put it together and gave us options and helped really polish it and make mm -hmm. it great. So, yeah, I get a lot of work done with Fiverr. I get uh, pro wrestling themes done in 8 bit, like video game oh, nice. themes to get around the copyright and stuff. And some from some better. Nice. Uh, yeah, no, big fan, big fan of Fiverr, who's not a sponsor of this episode. So don't go thinking, like, oh man, they're really pushing Fiverr. It's like, oh no. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Sammy uh, got beaten up by Boogs and uh, Shinsuke. We had Aaliyah tonight but in advance of her match against Natalia. Natalia talking about world records. I thought Natalia, with softening up Aaliyah, was going to get that record of the quickest women's match. And it was shocking that they gave it to Aaliyah. Um, and I only say it's shocking because Aaliyah like, hasn't had a singles match before. And after she, like I guess, barfed in the ring... Uh, and that three-on-three -three tag that she won, I was worried that they were going to punish her for that, uh, for her nerves. But I mean, were you surprised, Issa, that she got that win tonight and and officially a Guinness World Record? I have so many mixed feelings about this. I wasn't a fan of it. I, I thought that it's just like, maybe because Natalia has turned this into a gimmick, but why take such a big accomplishment of like breaking a world record and you're in the Guinness book and just kind of like, made a joke out of it. I felt like it, it felt like Natalia's accomplishments were just turning to a gimmick in a, in a almost comedic segment in a way. I want to see the new stars come up and I want to see them do well. Then just let them wrestle and go. I didn't, I, I just, I wasn't a fan. I'm sorry. Just, it just felt like they, it diminished um, Natalia's accomplishments. Yeah, that, that's a good way to look at it. And I do think it's a really big deal that her, that Natalia did get in the Guinness Book of World Records. They could have done a better job of actually honoring her for that. But because she's a right. heel, I think this is a, a pretty creative way to go with this. Uh, not only are you taking this real life thing of her being a Guinness World Record holder, which again, because they didn't officially honor her and make a serious deal about this, it's, I'm sure there are people who don't think this is real, who don't think she's an actual Guinness Book of World Records holder. Uh, so, yeah, that it diminished it in a way. But I do think this is the right way to go. If they're going to have her as a heel and she's going to be arrogant about having this Guinness Book of World Record to then have the baby face kind of embarrass her in a way that gives her a record, I think it's pretty creative, actually. Yeah. It doesn't it just doesn't feel right because she broke pretty much a similar record than what Randy Orton broke. And when Randy right. Orton broke that most matches on pay-per-views, they even gave him a moment. They gave him his little flowers at the end of the match. But you're not doing that with Natalia. But again, they had a farting gimmick for her. So why should I be surprised that Natalia is not being taken seriously? It's just, I just think she, I just think she should be just as honored as Randy Orton. It's a big deal what she accomplished. And losing to Aaliyah in four seconds just seemed dumb, in my opinion. Just don't even do the freaking match. Yeah. But I get your point, Alfred. I get your point. I just didn't like no, it. No, that's actually a really good point with Randy Orton in that they did, like, I didn't even know Natalia was there with Randy Orton. They really talked up Randy Orton's record, his pay-per-view record, yeah. and you heard a lot about Randy Orton. And when they decided to go with Natalia, they made it a complete joke. Yeah, I, I wish they would have 
at some point seriously honored her because she's a legit goat in terms of all the women who have ever competed yeah. for WWE. And they could have actually done the honor and then told the story of her getting too arrogant. But yeah. Yep. Uh, so after that, after Leah got that win, uh, oh, Lita. This I liked. Lita talking about she's got one more run in her, interrupted by Charlotte. Uh, Lita's going to be in the Royal Rumble. Um, do you think, Alfred, do you first that even if Lita doesn't win the Rumble, that they might put her in a championship match uh, or, or a feud against Charlotte uh, going into Mania? I could see it as a television match or even as a Saudi Arabia match if they go that direction in oh, terms of having a marquee match for what is kind of like the elimination uh, chamber pay-per-view. But I was pleasantly surprised with this segment because I'm like, my Pavlovian response is that, oh God, they're going to embarrass this legend. Because that's what WWE does. They usually have the younger person just embarrassed, especially when it's a babyface legend, they'll be embarrassed. But Lita not only got over on Charlotte, she laid her out. So I thought this yeah. was really cool. And that makes me think that, yeah, maybe they will have a program past the Royal Rumble. Um, you know what I love about the women coming back, and this might be fully biased because obviously I'm always here for girl power, but because the women retire so much earlier than some of the male superstars, when they come back and they say, I think I have one more run in me, you believe it. It oh, doesn't yeah. feel like somebody trying to relieve their golden days. No, Lita looks amazing. Look at what Trish Stratus did. I remember seeing Michelle McCool in the Rumble looking just like all of the girls that are up there. So when they come and they say that, you really believe it. You really pop for it because you think Lita could still go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Charlotte Flair. You know, it doesn't feel like a legend coming back like it does in, in any other occasion, right? I do think that. I said, um, I believe that whoever eliminates Charlotte from the Rumble is going to be her WrestleMania yeah. match. And be, I feel like they're building this tension already in order to maybe her and Lita have so much like tension between the two of them that that's where it goes. And then I don't know about, because Alfred just brought that up, we do have a while to go for WrestleMania. So maybe it's not a WrestleMania match, but maybe it is her follow-up program. But I, I'm going to keep my eye on those two because I have a feeling there's going to be tension between them in the Rumble and it might lead to a storyline further on. I can see Lita sticking around for a little bit and I still think she still got it. She looked great tonight. I was so happy. Yeah. Maybe uh, they'll face off in the WrestleMania chamber. It could happen. Uh, Lita looks great. Lita looks like she's ready. Now that you bring that point up, Issa, I can't remember the last time a woman who was retired came back and didn't look not only just as good as everybody, but maybe better than ever. The standards are so much higher for women in WWE, whereas like Roddy Piper, God love him, has come back and he's had to wear the T-shirt and just look like he should not be in the ring or whatnot. We Damn. see that a lot with the men. But with women, it's usually like yeah. hip top. Think, think about that very first women's Royal Rumble. So many legends were there that if you didn't know they were legends, you thought they were like the majority of them in yeah. current in-ring competitors with WWE. These women look amazing. And there's so many of them that when they come back, I'm like, yeah, I, I'm dying to see Beth Phoenix compete. I, I cannot see them. And she looks, I think she looks even more badass right now. Like, I don't know, maybe it's a maturity factor to it, but I just, I love to see these women come back because to me, they wrestled in an era where women's wrestling was not taken seriously. So why not bring them back now and let them show the world what they can really do? I'm all for it. Let's go. Yeah. 
I love Rita. Rita has been one of my favorite wrestlers for the longest time uh, since she debuted. Charlotte's going to beat her, though. Just want you to know that. Charlotte's going to beat her. And that shouldn't be the case. She beat, she beat Trish. She's going to beat Lita, too. Charlotte's going to become the legend killer of the women's division. Which is unfortunate. But, uh, that's unfortunate. That's what they're supposed to do. Yeah, 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 she should put her up. But for pumping up these championship title numbers for Charlotte, she's going to have to lose here and there. And why not do like a, you know, a farewell run with Lita? I would never problem with that. Yeah. I like to see the wrestlers. I like to see the wrestlers that I like win. It's part of the reason I watch these shows. I like Charlotte Flair. She's the <laughs> queen. I think Charlotte is exceptionally talented. Her character is just never... Granted, because do I look like the kind of guy that can relate to like a gifted natural athlete and think like, oh, that's totally my experience. I get it. You were just sort of born into it. You're better than everyone right. else physically. I get I your understand. point, man, but Charlotte has the it factor that we've spoken about many times. Like in this show, she just she commands the attention of a room when she comes out and we're missing that in today's stars. I don't know. I'm just saying if Charlotte were, you know, uh, in a plane with the other women's wrestlers and they crashed into the woods and had to survive for 19 months, Charlotte might be <laughs> okay. the first one to go. Charlotte might be Sounds... the first one. They're like, no, no, we got to get rid of her first. Sounds... You really think that? You really oh, think that? I think so. I think because of her attitude. I don't. I don't. I think she will be the antler queen. <laughs> yeah, she'll manipulate all of them into doing what oh, she does. Oh, 1,000%. 1,000%. I don't like see at it. first, that's what they would want to do, but Charlotte would. She's a flair, man. She knows how her way around the locker room of how to politic and and but flair that was champion of those NWA days where you had to actually politic to do that. She's got that in her. Okay, she, she has that, that in her, but we don't see that in her character on screen in WWE ever. It's just like I'm a natural, I'm gifted, I'm the queen. Come at me. Like we don't see her pulling any crazy, dirty tricks. We don't see like, and again, disservice to to her done by creative that her character is very flat and one note. The first yeah. one to go will be Nikki Ash. <laughs> Damn. Oh, <no. laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Would they eat her cape too, or just the? No, they will serve her on the cape. It will be like, a, you know, like, oh. yeah, it will decorate the dinner. Yeah. And you know what will happen is they'll all be saying, why in the F did they cut Sarah Logan? She would have come so in handy in this situation. Oh, yeah, she would have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she would. Yeah, she would. <laughs> yeah, we would be eating deer jerky through the winter. It would be great. I can totally see Rhea Ripley poisoning everybody with mushrooms. <laughs> Let's move on. What was next? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. What was it? Seamus versus Ricochet. Yes, let's move on to talk about Seamus versus Ricochet. Seamus getting revenge at Ridge Holland being taken out of action by Ricochet. That's great. Good for him. Ricochet could never beat Seamus. I feel like they've had like almost as many matches as the New Days in the Usos, except Seamus wins them all. He shouldn't. And this has nothing to do with, I think Ricochet is a very talented individual, but I just see Seamus as somebody that will beat the crap out of anyone that steps up to him. You might as well just move him up in the car to something more important than, than this. Than a nose. They're feuding over somebody's nose. Yeah. <laughs> it's very weird. I don't know. I can't Listen, get into it. You have people feuding over a nose or you have people calling each other the poo day. So yeah, okay, that's so down for you. So I refuse to cover this next segment. With Kofi Kingston versus Mad Cat Moss and the promos. We're cutting it for time. 
as they should have tonight. This should have been cut for time. Let's talk about Roman Reigns coming out to the ring by himself. Yes. Asking oh. Omaha to acknowledge. I don't think we've ever done that before. I don't think we've ever said, like, we're just, this, the segment was stupid. We're not <laughs> There, there, WWE. You finally did it in protest. We finally. You broke Matt us. You broke us. Yeah. yeah. Just know yeah, that Madcap's getting pushed. That's all we need to know. Yeah. Uh, yep. Let's talk about Roman Reigns. Please, that's my Roman favorite part. So this was the go home segment tonight with these guys uh, trading barbs and the Usos coming out to attack. Um, Alfred, first, what did you think of this? I thought this was pretty good. The fans have decided that Roman Reigns is the baby face of this feud. And it's a, really a heel versus heel feud, which I think hurts it. Uh, because Seth Rollins, I mean, you can't get behind this guy. I feel like there is a real chance he could beat Roman Reigns. And I would actually not be very happy with that. Because it's not a good alternative to a title versus title match between Reigns and Lesnar. With you know, Roman Reigns even said it during this promo where he said that Seth Rollins is a clown. And I know that's something that he's supposed to say to insult him in character, but Seth Rollins has become a clown in terms of this character wearing these wacky suits. He looked like a gentrified Michael Jackson tonight. And I cannot <laughs> see this guy as a world champion at WrestleMania. I'm sorry. Are you done, Glenn? I mean, Alfred, are you done? I'm done. I'm done with. <laughs> Great. Let me tell you. So, if he's a clown, he will be like the Joker. He's a he's not a funny clown. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's an Jared... evil clown. Yeah, he's the Jared Leto Joker. He's the Jared Leto Joker. <laughs> oh no! No! <laughs> yeah, he's the pre-Oscar no, Joker. I hate you. I hate you, Glenn, because he is. That's exactly what I know. He is. I hate like... guys jokers so much. Oh he should be like God. Cesar Romero Listen. Joker. You know. <laughs> Listen, I if. First of all, I thought Roman looked great coming out by himself. I think he should always come out by himself. He commands the room. He don't need nobody around him. So second of all, if you compare tonight's segment to Bobby versus Brock, I felt Bobby versus Brock was very one-sided to where here, even though Alfred thinks he's a clown, they did let Seth get some hits on Roman. Seth mm -hmm. has beat Roman in every single singles match that they had. I, I, was, I was a little sad there was no fisting, you know, said try to get the fisting going, but Roman was like, no, that's a joke. Oh, my God. Glenn is like, I'm going to have to edit that out. <laughs> I'm not editing anything. I got to be up early tomorrow morning to watch something when it hits Australia time. So, yeah. All right. So so I, I, I was sad about that. I, I love the Becky Lynch burn. I thought this segment mm -hmm. was fun. Now, if we're just going based on what, what Seth Rollins looks like, I agree with you, but I thought the promo that he cut tonight on Roman Reigns is the most 2015 Seth Rollins moment that we have gotten from him in a long time. So I, I personally enjoyed it. I did think Roman came out on top on this one, but yeah, it Rollins was very did... back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. I like the back and forth of it all. Um, it's hard for me to get into it, but I will say that Rollins did have a great retort when he said that, like, yeah, you're with the Shield and now you need the bloodline to handle your business. Yeah. So he's making that parallel between how Roman always needs to be in a group to get to where he is, despite the fact that yeah. Roman was there by himself. And so that was really well done. It's just that I think they've done so much damage to this character for me in terms of him having to laugh. Right. I was hoping that Seth would just drop this whole thing and go back to being Seth Rollins. And this would be a money. Right. Deal. And I will say, because they're both heels, maybe they're allowing them both to be smart. Props to Seth for being ready and waiting for the Usos attack. Because if you've been watching Roman Reigns, you know it's coming. Be prepared. Yeah. Be ahead of it. So I thought that was awesome um, for him. Yeah. Uh, Rollins ranting that and laughing that he created Reigns and now he will destroy him. 
Yeah. Brought you into this how world. How did he create? Okay, can he can how, can he send me the formula? I would love to create a couple of them over here too. <laughs> <laughs> there would be blueprints, Issa, because he's the architect. But yeah, we can. Like, Whatever like he Lee. says, I will try it. <laughs> what if it works? What if she like uses it and it works? And like next week, it's like, hey guys, we got a special cast. On the show <laughs> we probably never see Issa again. Let's be honest. If it did work, I quit. I quit. <laughs> But the problem is they're <laughs> mentioning Seth's wife and Becky's getting chance from the crowd. Like that's not, As they need should. to, but they need to watch what they do. And it's, I'm, look, we stand Becky Lynch in this house a hundred percent. But what I'm saying is don't bring that up. If the crowd's going to take Roman's side and be like, Oh yeah, you're the, you're the second best in, in uh, your family. Like that doesn't make Seth look good to get the crowd uh, against him if you're trying to build him to be credible here. Because I see, I don't think there's a way Rollins wins unless there's interference, right? I mean, there's no scenario where, I mean, Roman is like the S tier. He's beat him S-tier. every time. What are we talking about here? Why are we acting like Seth Rollins? Because he dresses in amazing fashion because he has a fashion sense. He can't beat him now. He's beat him every time without a fashion sense. But now since- he's just going to beat him with a little sass to him. Yes, but since they've last faced each other, Seth has sunk and Roman has risen. Roman- I understand what you're saying. I just feel like Seth Rollins is the only person right now outside of Brock Lesnar that I will find believable having a chance against Roman Reigns yes, outside but- of everybody, uh, in, in everybody in this roster. But like Roman is double S tier and like Seth is struggling to hit Roman A-tier. is on God level. When he said he was on God level, I got pregnant. <laughs> well, congratulations! Your birthday and getting pregnant. How about Thank that? you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is my fifteenth baby since he became Universal Champion. So. My goodness, just pumping him out. <laughs> I, I will say this: when Roman Reigns said that uh, he went for the fist, and then he goes, "That's beneath me." Roman Reigns is right. The Shield does now seem kind of beneath him, based on how well Crazy. this character is working. But it doesn't seem beneath Seth Rollins. I think Seth Rollins would be begging for a Shield reunion. I think that would completely rehabilitate his character. So I think that kind of was an indictment on Seth Rollins. No, that's what tonight looked like. It looked like J.C. Chazé going, "Justin, come on, buddy, let's do this." <laughs> and Justin's like, "That's beneath me now. I don't." What did Seth Rollins ever do to you guys? No, he's the J.C. Chazé of the Shield. I think we've established this. Is it because, is it because, he, are you guys jealous of his fashion? Do you wish you no. had his closet? Is that what's going on? Seth Rollins is a talent. At one point in his peak, when he was like, in 2014, I thought he was the best guy in the company. But I just think creatively, he's gone into a completely different direction where now that it's WrestleMania season, this is not the guy who I think should be in like a main event type role. This even at the Royal Rumble, let alone WrestleMania, and the fact that he might beat Roman Reigns, who has not lost since becoming a heel, I think is the wrong choice. I think. Have you thought of a okay, colder Alfred, guy to be valid, so hot? No, the Messiah okay, thing valid, is what. But who him. would you put? Who would you put if it's not said and you and you don't have Brock as a choice? Who is there? You've got me there. Then that's an indictment on WWE. That's WWE's fault is that Seth Rollins is the best guy they have for this. It's WWE's fault in not being able to create any baby faces because Seth is still playing a heel. It's not even a baby face going after Roman Reigns. They haven't gotten anybody even ready, let alone hot enough to be there. So I think because WWE has done such a bad job building baby faces as we see week in and week out, they have to get this ice cold heel to do it. And I'm not into it. Yeah. Wow. But no, they don't have anyone. It's not going to be Drew. You know, um, 
this is the problem. This is where they're at right now. You know, and they let too many guys go. They let too many people go, you know. That's yeah. weird because I think it was very short-sighted of them because I don't think they were ever thinking about the Royal Rumble and they're just axing people. And now they've got this event where you have to have you know 30 people participating and it just seems like WWE's saying like, oh crap, we got to go back and fill this up. You know, I mean, this might sound weird, but I think in in the probably a period of six to 10 weeks, they could get, if they brought back Bray Wyatt or Braun Strowman, I think they could get them to where they need to be. But they would really have to build them. They would really, I mean, we're, we would have to be like, they would have to get to where it was. Remember the Braun uh, Roman match with the ambulance and all that stuff? Like, it would have to be that level, you know? Oh my God. Roman Reigns wore white boots for that match. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, he did. <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget. So that was SmackDown tonight. The Royal Rumble's on a Saturday this year, two weeks yeah. from tomorrow. Yes, we love Saturday pay per views. Yes. Let's talk about Rampage. Adam Cole with Britt Baker, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, the Young Bucks, and Brandon Cutler. What is this? This sounds like a parody. This sounds like a parody. (laughs) I'm making fun of how we see the same people and they try and cram too much shit into an episode of Rampage. That's one team that came out to face Trent Beretta with Chuck Taylor, Orange Cassidy, Wheeler Yuta, and Chris Statlander. (laughs) Holy shit, this was a packed opening to the show uh, for a match that was pretty good, but with Adam Cole winning. Issa, what did you think of this? It was a cluster F. I couldn't. It was too much. Too many people. Like, what is going on? Why does Adam Cole have so many people with him? And, I mean, I don't mind Britt Baker being on his corner, but I love Britt Baker. But... I don't know. I don't know. It was it was a little too much. It was a little too extra. It was a little too much. The match itself, Adam Cole is amazing in the ring. And I, I'm always going to enjoy watching him wrestle. I just wish there wasn't so many distractions to the outside keeping me from watching him wrestle. Yeah. And, and this just kind of seemed like a lumberjack match in that all the people surrounding <laughs> the ring. And you knew that there was going to be all the tomfoolery with interference. But I will say as a match, this was like a pay-per-view quality. I thought yeah. how they worked this match. I thought it was a very good match between Trent and Adam uh, Cole. But, yeah, you guys are right, especially given how this is pretty much how Dynamite started. It wasn't the wrestling, but you got the Adam Cole group. You got the best friends group, and they're going after each other. So this seemed like a rehash of that. But I will say the, the match was really good. It was good. But I would like to see the stats of – like on Friday rampage, I would like to see how much, and we did get some new and different stuff tonight, but this was a signal where honestly, if I was just flipping channels, I'd be like, is this a repeat? I mean, I feel like this is something we've I, seen before and it's not against the wrestling. Th- there was wrestlers. No, I'm with you. I thought we had a lot of fun matches, fun segments, fun promos, but rampage does not feel like must watch television. And, and this is not just a job on AEW because I don't think Raw feels like must-watch television anymore. Rampage just feels like if you miss it, it's okay. <laughs> and that's that's not good for it, you know? Yeah, and this is a good... I thought that overall this was a pretty good episode of Rampage, but again, like, mm-hmm. at the end, it's like, I didn't have to see this. Like, you know... I but that's just... the thing. If you missed it, you missed some good matches. You missed right. some good in-ring action. But actually, we did have what the the... Jamal, Jamal Lethal is back and he's going to have a match. So we did have some storyline advancements here. Oh my God, the diss track. Okay, I'm sorry. I take it all back. You had to have watched Rampage. Otherwise, you missed that amazing acclaim segment, which we'll get. Excellent. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, best uh, wrestling oriented hip hop track since Hey Hey Hop Hop by far. <laughs> High bar. High bar. Hey, I uh, love Hey Hey Hop Hop. Brinka. I still remember the lyrics. It was like you could, let me put it this way you could put them back to back on a mixtape and they actually really go together. That was the weird part about this. Really? I just think uh, hip hop wise, lyrically, I mean, Max Cass would have blown it out of the water. But in terms of production wise, I could see it from that standpoint. Yeah. Sorry, my mom is texting me, which is weird. Wow. I know. Asking what is she okay? Is everything okay? She's fine. She's like, and I'm like, oh, I've been busy with work, and I'm doing that Yellow Jackets podcast. And she's like, what's Yellow Jackets? I'm like, I told you a month ago what Yellow Jackets was. (laughs) Why aren't you watching this show? uh anyhow you know what i love conversations with moms never change no matter how old we are like they're yeah. literally always go that way <laughs> yeah. um so <laughs> but she's like so how's that work you're producing a podcast like like okay mom i'm gonna explain this to you later uh because she doesn't understand anything my mom has never watched this po- i've been doing this podcast for five years now my mom has never watched an episode of this show. You My mom watches this. I sometimes I see her in the chat too, which I'm like, mom, go to sleep. <laughs> but um it's so funny because the other day I was doing a live on my channel and she called me and she's like, Oh, I saw you were live, and I'm like, Yes, yeah, so why are you calling me? <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. <sighs> <sighs> Parents, they just don't understand. Um oh. so <laughs> anyhow, uh Adam Cole be Trent Beretta. We got Sean Spears with Wardlow versus Andrew Everett. Sean getting a very easy win. This I'm looking great. forward to Sean Spears versus CM Punk. I mean, Sean's not going to win, but I'm Sean looking forward to Sean gave one hell of a promo, I'll say that. that like, yes. He, he's kind of, and he even acknowledges this in his promo. He's kind of booked as an afterthought, quote-unquote not marketable or whatnot, but I thought this was a great promo in terms of a guy who, like Glenn said, nobody's expecting him to beat CM Punk. He made this match interesting with that promo. I love the promo and, and you forget sometimes how good Sean Spears is and give him more time in the mic if this is how he's going to speak. You know, I thought this was great and he made him just, it's going to make him look like a badass going against CM Punk who will not lose because he's never losing. But I think Sean Spears looked great. Yeah. Weird also, because the other day I told my mom, I said, do you have that photo of me entering the pie eating contest at Knott's Berry Farm? Because I was telling a story about that in the Yellow Jackets podcast. And I want to show that photo. And we had this conversation like a week ago. And now she's like, what's this podcast you're doing? And I'm like, mom, we've discussed this. (laughs) We got to have her as a guest. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, she doesn't watch wrestling. We, I tried to get her into watching wrestling or even to being able to tolerate wrestling. She's like, I don't get it. You know, it's just, it is what it is. My man. mom told my aunt that I'm doing a podcast about plane crashes. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, that's not wrong. <laughs> it's not wrong, but I try to explain the show to her. And then my aunt was like, so are you guys researching plane crashes? I'm like, what are you talking about? She was like, your mom says you're talking about plane crashes. And I'm like, facepalm, like, I don't have time to explain it to the both of you right now. Okay, just leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so um looking forward to cm punk versus sean let's talk about the music video for the acclaimed dissing yes darby Allen yes thing <laughs> two grown men and they're going through a goth phase hey. <laughs> what what was your favorite line alfred uh, i have it written down here 
You, you should put your oh. promo cue card. Got the crowd feeling half dead like you are. And I also like the big ah. black bat for your small white and can't say the rest of it. Prick. Glenn, what was your favorite part? I thought it was good. I thought, here's the thing. I thought there were punchlines, but they didn't, pun like, this is like just a very specific critique. I thought they did not punch the punchlines as hard as they do when they're doing the more freestyle live delivery. Right, yeah. right. You I know? agree. I agree with this. More jokey. Yeah. Yeah. And I right. think I and I think it could have probably used one more pass. Like in my this is just my taste with this. Like you get the chance to do a music video. Because this is the first time the claims done a music video, right? It's certainly the first time. No, no, they've done it. They yeah. did one before. They okay, because I've I've seen the live one before, but this okay, so they got very good targets in this one, right? So this has good potential. I think that um just my taste, I think they could have stepped up and punched some of the the hits up a little bit more just to make it a little funnier and joker, but I thought it was good. Um, but actually I like the live one more. And I think maybe that's kind of what I'm thinking about is that Max Caster now it's gotten him in trouble before, but I think that when he said things live, uh, like Daniel Bryan, there's a, there's a lot of that reaction. Like, Holy shit. Did he just say that? I didn't feel like there was as much of that tonight. I thought it was good as a song in the production, but I didn't feel like this was not hit him up. You know, this was not like, oh my God. And you didn't have the O's. You didn't have the actual arena yeah, responding yeah. to every bar, which I think that Buckle Bomb bar would have gotten a big I was reaction. That, you yeah. stood that from me. Oh, that was sorry. my favorite line. Oh, you guys didn't ask me back what my favorite oh, line sorry. was. What was your favorite because... line? I want you to wrap it. You should wrap it. No, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> but because I, am a, because I am a sick individual with a dark sense of humor, I thought the third Buckle Bomb line was it. I was dead after that. I audibly scream in my living room yeah. it was great yeah yeah now i'm gonna ask my mom how she's doing because that'll buy me some time of not having to <laughs> type as much what a good sign say how's my brother how's the kids you know how's that all going uh this is what happens when we go so late on friday look at this an hour and 10 minutes and we've been almost all on topic tonight kind of crazy uh, but good for you the acclaim. My time song is different, and it's like 1.34 a.m. here. I so. can't believe I know. Uh, who goes over in this feud? <laughs> um, Please. Darby's. You already know who's going over, of course. <laughs> Unfortunately. That's why, that's why the diss should have been meaner. That's why it should have been more vicious. Because the, for the acclaimed, that I, I mean, they're going to wrestle a great match, but this promo is the most they're going to get out of this. Like, it's going to be the legacy that we're going to look back on from this. That's why I thought it was good, but, you know, I, I just think this could have been an iconic, like, moment for them. I think between now and that match, we get a reference to Sting losing to Triple H. Oh, wow. Maybe about yeah. Seth Rollins. <laughs> Seth Rollins should have ended your career, you know, or something. <laughs> You can say something like that. <laughs> that would be really mean. But <laughs> I, so I know we were talking about this the other night, joking, and this is an hour and 10 minutes in, so I think it's, it's fair game to go back to this. Uh, so on the AEW mixtape, do you think TK is going to be like Puffy, just sort of talking and like He's gonna adding like track from Big He tried, he, oh no, no, <laughs> Alfred, stop. He tried to, he tried to freestyle with the acclaim at Arthur Ashe. I remember that. Yeah, he did it. He's gonna all in the video. Is that what you're saying, Glenn? He'll just yeah, take that, take that, take that. <laughs> we ain't never gonna stop. Yes, 100%. <laughs> oh man, if that happens, like that would be like Christmas and my birthday. Yeah, yeah I want to see those Tony Khan ad libs throughout the mixtape. 
There's no such thing as too many. Every song needs multiple Tony Khan ad libs. <laughs> I didn't watch your new video, Alfred. I saw. Oh that. my God, you're you missing out. Yeah, you got you got to check it out. out. It's the best. It's it's my favorite video so far. And it, it proved to be very effective. I called the authorities and uh, saying that Jay Lethal is a missing person, and here he is back on TV all over television. So I'm glad that there was a search party for Jay Lethal. There yes. you go. Chris Statlander, Red Velvet, and Layla Hirsch versus Nyla Rose, Penelope Ford, and the Bunny. Jamal Lethal. Jamal. Um. <laughs> They, they didn't give any of these women an entrance, but I thought the match was all right. But it, the whole match is to build toward Chris Statlander and Layla Hirsch. I think they might be pouring too much time into that. Yeah, but how do you feel about the commentary pointing out the errors that the girls are making in the ring? Because like, uh, there was a yeah. bunch of times, not just once, that they didn't drag the opponent to the corner. And the, yes. the, the commentary kept pointing it out. And I'm like, you know that? That's an error that I could have missed if you didn't keep talking about it. It's just like, let's not, you know, Alfred talks a lot about how they need to work better at hiding their weaknesses. And these are not tag teams. They don't work together. So I would expect a couple of mistakes like this from people that are not always working together. But commentary pointing it out, it doesn't help them. Just yeah. throwing that out there. Completely agreed. Yeah. Uh, so Nyla, Penelope, and the Bunny won the match. It was a good match, and there were good moments to the match. But yeah, I didn't feel like a huge story or investment commentary didn't seem very invested in it. It's a, it's a fortune. Right. This could have been much more. Yeah. Right. Um, I did expect this team to win with Penelope and the Bunny being involved in that amazing street fight. I don't. I didn't expect them to lose. I, yeah. I think they should be both strong moving forward. How about this promo with Dan Lambert, Ethan Page, and Scorpio Sky, where Scorpio Sky got to talk, and Dan Lambert didn't ruin it yeah they never, did he say anything i don't think he got stuck at all no no it's, it's what we talked no and it was great for listening to us <laughs> yeah, yeah they get these wrestlers over over yeah it's because you gotta like roll out dan lambert occasionally he doesn't have to talk every single week and i thought this was fine yeah, and I love the fact that they're bringing up that the numbers resetting doesn't change the fact that he hasn't been pinning so long. He deserves to be higher up in, in, in the rankings. Yeah. I also like that snap thing that Scorpio did. I'm going to try it. Watch. He goes. <laughs> you see that? <laughs> yeah. Scorpio is so cool and so good. He doesn't need this. You know? He no. doesn't need yeah. any. Yeah, I agree. I, I like want to sitting him after the TNT title because that that title all of a sudden seems like well, which one? Changing. The one that Cody has or yeah. the one that Sammy has? <laughs> both of them. Let him let him take both of them. <laughs> I mean, if Scorpio kicks Dan Lambert's ass and then goes solo and has a championship run, this story will all have been worth it. Yeah, that, he's and, like, and I don't not, need you, old man. Part of that is Dan Lambert <laughs> and him becoming, I think, such an effective heel that people do want to see him get beat up. And, uh, and I think it, it, it might be in danger of being go away, but I don't think it's there yet. And I think if they play this right and they want to turn one of them face, that would be huge if they beat up Dan Lambert. You know what they should do is Dan Lambert's character should start becoming like uh, J.K. Simmons in Whiplash and just becoming like this abusive asshole yeah. trying to get the best out of his team until the team just kicks the crap out of him and then goes on their own. That would be there amazing. Yeah. That's what it needs. Something. Um, so... Jay Lethal. We saw Jay Lethal. Jamal. Jamal. He's going to fight my Lethal. nephew. He's going to fight my nephew. <laughs> Talking about the FTW title. 
I liked Jay Lethal's promo. I thought, and he got the crowd into it. And yeah, they're fighting for an unsanctioned championship. It is a start. Uh, they're not really telling us why they're fighting, but I loved what I saw from Jay slash Jamal Lethal. I love that he's not only did they find him, but he found his groove because he's doing a good job in the limited promo time he has. I want to see more of this. I love what I saw from Taz on commentary saying he didn't give a shit about Ring of Honor. <laughs> No, oh, that was gold. That was gold. I can't wait to see this match. I think this match is going to be excellent. Yeah. And I'm glad that they're making a bigger deal. Like, they added the FTW um, to Battle of the Belts. And now yeah. Jay Lethal is trying to go after it. I know that it's not officially recognized, but I do think this title should... They could play around with it more. They, it feels like it's not utilized. Why not? Let's yeah. Just... It should be sanctioned if Jay Lethal wins it. Ooh, yeah. We should have more wrestlers doing that and saying, well, you don't recognize this. I don't recognize your world heavyweight championship, yeah. your TNT right. title. <laughs> I don't recognize that. Yes. How do you like them apples? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even get TNT yet. Right. <laughs> I'm still using package without it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, Fernando Perez, Buck 99. Not sure if mentioned yet. Congrats, Issa, on the LLO job. Hey, Lucha Libre Online. Uh, thank you, Fernando. I am the newest acquisition of Lucha Libre Online. Being bilingual pays off, ladies and gentlemen. Hell yeah. Took French, <laughs> took Spanish, each for two years. Don't remember a word. Crazy how it works. You don't know a word in Spanish? Well, I mean, I know some Menudo lyrics, but let's not, you know. Of course you do. Magusta Bayar. Uh, but, I mean, let's not, you know, get too into it. Uh, so, no, that's awesome, though, for you. Isaac. Yeah, that is awesome. Thank you. There's two videos up already over there, and yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I've been, I've been wanting to cover wrestling in Spanish for a long time, so I'm glad to get the opportunity to do that. It's awesome. Uh, tonight, what else did we have? Oh, the AEW World Tag Team Championship, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus with Christian Cage, uh, the Stefan Urkel to Marco Stunt, uh, <laughs> defending against John Silver and Alex Reynolds with Evil Uno and Anna Jay. This match got a pretty lengthy amount of time it's like a good 15 20 minutes yeah alfred what did you think of this i thought it was pretty good i mean the ending was kind of sloppy but i i did very much enjoy this i love luchasaurus maybe i'm being biased toward him but i think he's really good in that they use him perfectly and he does know how to do that kind of big man lucha style and i i thought he was great where he had that double team maneuver where he choke slam silver and then slammed reynolds at the same time that looked really cool and so they do a good job with them. And they had uh, some pretty crowd-pleasing spots. I thought it was weird that Anna Jay was with the Dark Order and, like, Jungle Boy was out here. And they love an AEW referencing all these real-life relationships. And even Max Caster's referenced that in the promo. But I don't think there was any mention made of the fact that Jungle Boy dates Anna Jay in real life. And there was no spots that kind of teased that they are mm. together. And I thought that was a missed opportunity. Mm. I mean, they did wait a long time to reference um... – Britt Baker and Adam Cole, so maybe we'll get there eventually, just not during this moment with it being Jurassic Express first title defense. I wanted to be about them. So I kind of respect them not going for it now, but I do hope we get there eventually. I think these two teams have great chemistry. I thought this match was a lot of fun. Yeah. The ending was kind of sloppy. Yes, I do agree with that. I didn't even know who the legal man was a couple yeah. of points in the match, but it didn't take away from the match being good. I 
the only thing is like as much fun as the match was, it was so predictable. These guys just won the tag titles. It almost felt like an exhibition match. I didn't think that the Dark Order had a chance here, but it didn't make me not enjoy the match. I thought it was a fun main event, and I was glad that they gave them time. When they announced four matches for Dynamite, I was worried that all the matches were going to be like super short, but I did mm-hmm. think that all the matches got enough time, and I like seeing Warlow and Sean Spears squash because that's what they've been doing anyway. So I thought they paced the show well tonight. Yeah. Well, this was a good end to the show. I think I agree with the chat. It was probably the match of the night. Um, that or the opener. But yeah, I mean, SmackDown was just not strong tonight. Yeah. I agree. It was a long night of wrestling. I think Rampage was a better show than Dynamite. It's wrestling-wise. I mean, Dynamite oh, had sure. a couple of storyline things. But I mean, if you look at the show of Rampage, I think it was better than Dynamite. Because I really did not enjoy Dynamite too much this past week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so of course, Lucasaurus and Jungle Boy won. They're still the champions. That was the right call. That was Rampage. That was tonight. An hour and 20 minutes later, here we are. We did. Talking about the three hours of wrestling that we watched. (laughs) Which is funny because the other podcast, Isa and I do, we spend two hours (laughs) discussing a one hour show. Yeah. But we always have fun. I know it's good. Yeah, you no, guys I, do a good job. Uh, I mean, Thanks, but this podcast, friend. no, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, everybody check that out. So of course, you know, you and I are doing yellow jackets buzz season finale this weekend. So uh, we're going to shut up about it for a while, but this <laughs> week we did interview Reka Sharma who plays Jessica Roberts on the show. And we have more cast interviews with the yellow jackets cast lined up next week. So really excited yes. about this. It's been great. It's been a lot of fun. And Alfred's yeah, going to pop been, in tomorrow night. For the live react, we do. Pop it and I can't wait. Can't wait. He's gonna cancel his Applebee's date. He's canceling his Applebee's date to come hang out with us and talk about yellow jackets. How amazing of a friend is Alfred? (laughs) Nothing's more important than that. Not even Applebee's. You're absolutely right. And I have to say, here's the funny thing. Now on my timeline on Twitter, I'm seeing wrestling fans that we got watching Yellow Jackets. Yeah. So in the off season, I've got to get all these Yellow Jackets fans that are following me to start watching wrestling. We're just gonna merge it all together. That's awesome. It's going to yeah, be awesome. I, get, I get a lot of Yellow Jackets fans, too, that come on my live chats when I'm doing my wrestling pre-show, awesome. which I think is funny because they'll start talking Yellow Jackets theories, and then I pop and go completely off topic, like we do here. Yes. <laughs> uh, so everybody, get some rest tonight. We got a big day tomorrow. Thank you for coming Yes, out. we do. This is Demon Diva, the Steve with the one. Alfred's This Is Nasty. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. Everybody, text your mom tonight. Call your mom. Call a parent. Call a relative. Call a loved one. We're not all on the West Coast. If I call my mom right now, she'll think I'm in jail or drunk. Okay? So I'm going to call her in the morning. Or text. Whatever, one whatever out of the two is correct. Yes. <laughs> Everybody, have a great weekend. We'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Soft support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.